0: Some people pray without acting. Others act without praying. It's best to pray as though everything depends on God and then to act as though everything depends on us. That's what Jacob did been listening to Learn the Bible in a Year, presented by Bibles for the World. Now you can learn and understand the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Sign up today to receive one month free of Learn the Bible in a Year, short, practical lessons designed to help you understand God's Word. You'll get the first month of lessons free when you visit biblesfortheworld.org slash book. That's biblesfortheworld.org slash book.
1: W-T-R-J, Orange Park, Jacksonville. W-A-Y-L, St. Augustine. W-A-T-Y, Folkestone, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com. And now, your Pathway Minute with Dr. Robert Jeffress. Lewis Smeeds, who's written so much on forgiveness, says it takes one
2: person to forgive, it takes two to be reunited. We can forgive a person who never says he's sorry but we can't be reunited with somebody until they say, I'm sorry. Forgiveness depends upon me. Reunion depends upon us. Forgiveness has no strings attached to it. Reunion has a number of strings attached to it. You see the difference? You can forgive, you can let go, you can let God deal with that person who has wronged you regardless if the other person repents or not, but you can never reunite with somebody Who's not willing to say I'm sorry and make steps to change the nature of that relationship?
1: You're listening to Dr. Robert Jeffress. For information and helpful resources, go to ptv.org.
3: Sequence six, five, four, three, two,
4: one, zero. All engines running. Commit. Lift off.
3: Hello everyone and welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm David Gray along with Brad Sykes and we are happy to be with you here live from Jacksonville on Friday, January 19th as we bring you the SWAT Radio program and Brad, it has been a while man since we have been together probably since well before christmas i was gonna
2: say is, have we not connected since the new year happy uh, new year
3: happy new year right. we're, now we're gonna be <laughs> accused of saying late happy new year I know. But, what is it today we, we haven't today's the 18th to or 19th other. today no. is the 19th no. so 19th
2: yeah well that just 19th. shows you i haven't looked at my watch in a while but i better make that adjustment <laughs> well, real quick well you've um, been a
3: rambling man here the last several days
2: man i told doug this morning in fact uh we we talked for a bit this morning i said man i'm i feel bad i i I have a new um, in the new year. I am as fired up about SWAT as I've ever been. I, you know, you wonder why is that? What what what's going on? And uh, anyway, I just kind of excited about the new year. A lot of things going on, uh, but I didn't I didn't get the year off to a good start with <laughs> with Doug because I was very quickly out of town. Well, you were here the first week. We I were was. Back on. I yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, and just but, this
3: past, just this week. Well, know, it's hard
2: can... when you've been. You know, vacation. Basically, I was on vacation. And, um, of course, I, I just didn't plan that very well in, oh. in regards to coming back for the new year. So I spent one week with Doug, and then I'm off. Uh, left left last Thursday. I was just telling you, left last Thursday. Vic and I were invited by some good friends who live up in Louisville, Kentucky, who over the last few years have bought a number of properties in the 30A area of Florida, those of us in Florida—if you've been out to 30A, you know what I'm talking about. You've got Panama City Beach, Coast, you yeah. know, Destin, Sandestin, Rosemary, C- uh, Alice Beach, Seaside. Anyway, there's a there's a big songwriting festival that's been going on. I had no idea about this festival, uh, which anyway they had invited us to come out there for this festival, and so we we haven't seen them, and they they weren't able to come to Hannah's wedding. And so, anyway, we ended up going out there on Thursday, stayed all the way till, t- till Monday, Martin Luther King Day. And then on Tuesday, we left from Seaside and drove up to Nashville, where there was about
3: four inches of snow on the ground. I was going to say, you must have hit some bad weather.
2: You know, we didn't hit, actually, I mean, we were planning to go up on Monday, but because of the weather being so bad, We just decided, hey, let's. The the festival was still going on on Monday. I said, let's just spend the day here. We'll kind of see what the weather's like tomorrow. Of course, we woke up the next day and it was beautiful. However, the roads were rough. I mean, once you got north of uh, Birmingham, uh, they started getting snow up in that area. And uh, I don't know if you've ever, do you use Waze when you're on the road? No, I use the uh, whatever the GPS is on my my phone. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so, Waze is great because it tells you, hey, there's a, you know. There's it calls a- you names when you go the wrong <laughs> way. <laughs> hey, knucklehead. <laughs> exactly. Well, it tells you, like, uh, it tells you where the police are, all those kind of things. Not that I would need that, yes, for sure. No, you're always um, going 10 miles an hour below <laughs> exactly. the speed limit, I'm sure. Exactly. But uh, one of the cool things it does is it'll it'll detour you if there's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, traffic. Right. Which, you know, right. highways, obviously, interstates um, can tend to get blocked up and, uh when there's bad weather like that they can really get yeah, backed up yeah and some of our friends who were actually in seaside with us uh their flight got canceled uh back to louisville and so they just took their rent-a-car and drove it back um but they were in touch with us because they were probably a hundred miles mm. ahead of yeah, us Yeah. kind of giving you the update and yep. they got stuck in traffic on i-65 for over three hours mm. it did not move wow and so wow. ways gave us a detour and uh, it was really funny, David. You'll appreciate this. So <clears throat> we get off the road. And, you know, if if you're not familiar with the road, you don't really know what, uh, right. what the conditions of the road are. Well, we got off the road, got into the backwoods somewhere in Alabama, North Alabama, and, uh, man, it was a – it was a rough road mm-hmm, and it was mm-hmm. full of ice and yeah. snow yeah. and Vicky was very nervous yeah. you know
3: because you don't know where you are and when you're not used to driving in those conditions as we in Florida are yes. not yeah. it's been a long time I mean I grew up with it but man I haven't been in it for a long time
2: Well she it, she was white knuckling it yeah. and I was going as slow as I could yeah. and uh, we were on this road I probably averaged about 15 miles mm-hmm. an hour for about 15 miles yeah. <laughs> we eventually got there but it was really funny. I uh, I, I, knew I was going to be teaching this morning at the Jacksonville Business Fellowship and uh, just hadn't had a chance to really look at the text. I thought, hey, babe, would you mind opening up the your Bible on your phone and uh, reading this passage to me? That was a good idea. Mm. It got her focus off the road yeah. and the highways. So she read it. I said, "Hey, can you read that again? Hey, can you read that again? About five, six times." Yep. And uh, Yeah. Anyway, she well, goes, I've... "I know what you're doing." I said, yeah, you're right.
3: Well, it's it is nerve wracking driving on icy and snowy roads. Wait, and, being no from Boston, you're it. probably somewhat... well. It's been like I said, well, it's been a long time, and um, and ice, of course, is worse than snow. Yes. Snow, you know, yes. you can get a little bit of traction, and but with ice, man, and and that's what happens a lot of time in the south. You 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 don't get the big snow, but you might get some ice and that's worse. I remember being in Atlanta once years ago for work and Kelly happened to be with me. It was when I was still living in Boston and she came to Atlanta for the weekend with me because I had a work meeting and, and it was February and they had, um, an ice storm essentially. Mm -hmm. It rained and then got cold and it shut the whole city down. Yeah. And, and there were, you know, the, the MARTA, uh, Buses, you know, sliding all over—oh man! All over the roads, and you really couldn't go anywhere. You just had to sit, sit tight, and wait for the sun to melt everything. But it was, it was dangerous, and uh, never easy. So, anyway, well, glad you guys made it back. That's a lot of driving. How far was the drive from where you were on the on the Gulf Coast up to Nashville? It's not. It's not as far as from Jacksonville to Nashville, yeah, sure, but it's, it sure.
2: typically is, I think it's about six hour six-and-a-half-hour six drive. Okay, took us about eight-and-a-half, okay. but well, uh, it well was I, fine.
3: I know you've got a Christian Chamber yes, commerce I event Thank coming you. up uh, that you, you wanted to mention, so I wanted to remind you of that, and it's a sounds like a really special speaker.
2: Oh, yes. Uh, of course, anybody who's been listening to SWAT radio knows how much Doug and I enjoy listening to the briefing almost every day, which is a podcast uh, done by Dr. Al Moeller. Uh, Dr. Al Mohler is the president of Southern Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. He's also the president of Boyce College. Um, he is uh, we've had him as our guest a couple of times I believe here. in fact, I think Doug is trying to get him in studio on Thursday. We'll we'll see if that oh, works wow, out. Oh, wow, that'd be great. Yeah. But uh, I've got Dr. Moeller coming in to speak to the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce this Thursday. And if, if you're listening and you're in the Northeast Florida, South Georgia area, you can go to neflchristianchamber.com and you can uh, register for that luncheon. And uh, we're going to be having that at the Schultz Center and that the Schultz Center is at four oh one nine Boulevard Center Drive, Jacksonville, Florida. So, anyway, if you're interested in seeing more and knowing more about the chamber itself or Dr. Moeller, again, NEFL Christian You can check it out there. Again, that's January twenty fifth from eleven to one. And uh, anyway, he's going to be speaking on the topic of leadership from his uh, bestseller. Uh, conviction to lead. Hmm. So it's, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I've had a number of people say, I've read that book. It's, it significantly impacted my, yeah. my life.
3: So. And, and I don't listen to the, uh, the briefing as often, maybe as you and Doug do, I know, but, um, all the times I've list, listened to him, it's been terrific. And it, yes. it really is a lot of what it. it's a more intense focus of a lot of what we try to do sometimes in the first segment, which yes. is, and we're a little more, Catches, catch can about it, I suppose. Uh, but he gets on every morning, and it's really looking at what's going on in the country, right, in the world, from a yep. cultural and a political yep. standpoint, and commenting on it from a biblical worldview. And he does such a good job with that, and that's so needed right now. Oh it's my goodness, just so needed.
2: Uh, I, you know, it's about a 20, 25 minute max. Uh, maybe takes me about eighteen if I put it on speed and a quarter. Love listening to Doctor Moeller. He's so he's so well read. Um, He uh, just give you a little quick. He's so he not only has the podcast, which is really like I said, it's kind of a daily analysis of news and events from a Christian worldview. Um, He also has another one called Thinking in Public, (laughs) which is a series of conversations with the day's leading thinkers. He also serves as the editor of World Opinions, uh, writing regular commentary on morale, culture, and cultural, and theological issues. Um, in fact, Time Magazine, Time Magazine called him uh, the reigning intellectual of the evangelical movement in the U.S. Mm. The Chicago Tribune said that uh, he is an articulate voice for conservative Christianity at large. So, yeah. Don't know if you read Time Magazine or the Chicago Tribune. I don't, but uh no. I can vouch for that uh, for that uh, credibility. So, anyway. oh, yeah, he's
3: terrific, and hi- highly recommend listening to the briefing. So, if you get a chance to do that, and especially if you get a chance to come to the breakfast uh, next Thursday, yeah, it'd be be great. Well, to in fact, him, SWAT,
2: SWAT Radio is going to be one of our sponsors for the
3: event, so. Anyway,
2: we're hoping to get uh, Dr. Mueller after the luncheon to come up mm-hmm. into the studio with Doug and I and chat it up. So yeah. that'll be a treat.
3: That'd be great. But
2: uh, anyway, so thanks. Sw- switching
3: hey, gears, yes, just in the last couple of minutes of the first break, who do you like here in the. Uh, we got to get our one minute in on sports. <laughs> who do you like this weekend in the playoffs? I don't even know who's playing. I mean,. Yeah, I know you've been traveling and everything. And plus, when you don't have a dog in the fight, sometimes well, but, uh, yeah, I was gonna and, say, and we know we don't. We'll leave that for another. Are the time. Chiefs in it? The Chiefs are playing Buffalo. Okay. At, at Buffalo, it's okay. the first time that Patrick Mahomes has had to play a playoff game, believe it or not, outside of Kansas City. Other I, than, I'm going for Buffalo. Yeah, other than the uh, other than the Super Bowl, of course. And then you have uh, you have Green Bay and the 49ers, the Texans, the surprising Houston Texans. We talked about. CJ Stroud, they're playing uh, Baltimore.
2: Definitely going for
0: Yeah. The Texans, and then my, I my hometown.
3: I believe it's the Packers <clears throat> and Tampa Bay. Uh, the, so the NFC is the Packers and Tampa Bay, the 49ers and um, the Tex not the Texans. 49ers are playing uh, too. Oh gosh, somebody'll know and somebody's going to say I can't believe he doesn't know this. <laughs> AFC is the is the Chiefs and the Bills and the Texans and the Ravens. The NFC is Tampa, Green Bay, uh San Francisco, and I can't think of that last team off. I'll, we'll get it well, during the break. Whoever, but anyway, whoever it is, I'm but sure anyway. I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna have to root for the 49ers. Yeah, as my son-in-law is a huge 49ers. Yeah, fan. my he, wife is too. He gets invited to go down on the field. Uh, you know, he's kind of a local hero boy. Right, and uh, right. He, every time he goes, he he and my my daughter are always snapping pictures with all these. You know, celebs down sure. there. These football guys. Very cool. Uh, it is pretty cool. I'm not a yeah, don't know anything about the team, but uh, so I'm going to go for Buffalo. I'm going to go for uh, the Texans, and I'm going to go for the 49ers. Uh, and then who else?
3: So Jay, Jay Rogers is uh, Jay coming through, me, and Jay is going to know. I guarantee he you, that's will what this definitely text is about. Know. well, he's saying it's Green Bay. I knew Green Bay, but now I can't think of the fourth team. <laughs> but anyway, so Jay. Uh, let us know who that is. Um, yeah, my wife is from the Bay Area, and back when I first met her, this is back in the 80s, and I got to go to a couple games at Candlestick in the mm-hmm. Montana era. Oh, and I man. was at the game when, believe it or not, Chicago first used William Perry, the refrigerator, as, no. a, as a running back. Number 72. They, they were paying back the 49ers <laughs> from using an offensive lineman as a running back You were the at year that before. game? I was at the game. It was I a Monday night that. game. Yeah, it was Great, and Candlestick was terrible for baseball, fantastic for football. So, Anyway, we're going to take our first break on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928. We're going to come back and do a final look at Mark Chapter 1, and we hope you'll come back with us. Thanks.
1: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the Donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation.
5: Joshua nine states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio.
1: The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Nicholas at 91.7.
3: To SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes coming live from Jacksonville, and glad that you're with us as we wrap up the week here on SWAT Radio. And uh, Brad, before the break, we—I was butchering the NFL playoff picture. It's in the NFC. It is the it is the 49ers and the Packers, and it is the Bucks and the Lions. And my apologies to (coughs) Detroit fans everywhere, as they haven't been in the playoffs for a long, long time. And uh, they are in and they won last week in the divisional round and uh, they are playing Tampa on, on Sunday afternoon. So uh, that'd be a nice story too. It would be. And their coach, uh, uh, Dan Campbell is a, is a really compelling kind of a figure. was a former player. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. And he's really uh, got them playing well.
2: And my longtime friend, Mark Brunell is a coach up there. I think that's right. And uh, so that's right.
3: Love to see him get up, get up there and, and we mentioned uh, the Texans with uh, C.J. Stroud as their rookie quarterback. Doug and I were talking about this the other day, and many of you who are listening are probably aware of this, but C.J. Stroud in an interview after their win um, the other day in the divisional round really talked about Jesus right off the bat, mm-hmm. talked about giving glory to him and thanking him for the opportunity and the platform that he has and all of that. And uh, when when NBC posted the interview Later on social media, of course, he got all that out in the live interview. But when they reposted the clip, they cut all that, uh, all of his references to Jesus. And, uh, interesting. Now, and the good thing is a lot of people, including NFL players, have spoken out about that. Good. Uh, which is great. So uh, because it's good to hear people react. imagine
2: it on the other side. Right. If, you know, a Muslim or somebody else came out. Yeah. Of course, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Would, would, you're right. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't silence him. Yeah. They wouldn't know.
3: have cut it. That's right. That's right. But any any mention of uh the truth, any mention of the true God, the true king is going to draw opposition and so we shouldn't be surprised by that, but we should speak out about it. So um
2: I had an in, interesting you and I were we were talking, I know we're, we'll get into the text. <clears throat> so hopefully this doesn't lead to, you know. <laughs>
3: that's
2: hey, okay. We're, we're going to take a quick break and be right back. Yeah. I promise we'll get into Mark chapter 1. It's Friday. It's Friday. <clears throat> yeah, Fridays are kind of open-ended a little bit. Um Although we are confined to one hour, <laughs> um, I was sitting at dinner on uh, t- Tuesday night. I've got my three siblings who live in Nashville, and not th- my three my three kids who live in Nashville. Three of my five kids who live in Nashville mm-hmm. who are married. Their spouses were all sitting around the table. I think I've shared. You know, my daughter Leah and her husband Devin are uh, <clears throat> expecting their first. Yeah. uh a little little this girl number 11 be number 11, be number 11 yeah. wow. and uh uh her name is uh oh my goodness don't anyway iris is her first name okay Evelyn. Iris Evelyn wow that's anyway, a pretty name so we're sitting around dinner and I've shared with you and others that you know my my son-in-law uh devin who's a country artist songwriter um who I had the great privilege and I have with all of my son-in-laws to be a voice in their life uh, as they were dating my daughters. Mm-hmm. Call it discipleship. Some of them needed more than others, if you know what I mean. Uh, I would have been the, that guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, my son in law asked me, we're sitting around dinner, and uh, he says, What do you think about using the term OMG? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Right. Well, I don't know what your stance is on that. <clears throat> I
3: Prefer not to
5: use it.
2: Um, yeah, I I said, well, I think it depends on what you're using it for. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you had mentioned <clears throat> this kid who yeah. used the term J C. Yeah, who, you know who got suspended. And yeah, yada, yada, yada. we were talking about that during the break. But oh, it yeah. made me think about what you what it made me think about uh, his question. What do you think about you yeah. know using the term O M G? Not just the letters, but I mean the words, yeah. the the words itself. And I said, "Well, I think it's I think it's using God's name in vain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in in most cases. Yeah. Now, I think there are some worship
3: songs that use that. Oh, of course, um, it's, it's so totally it, context related. It is. Driven, it is absolutely. But I
2: thought it's kind of an interesting. Uh, well, it's so
3: common in our culture. Oh, my word. Yeah. Every TV show. Yeah. You know, it's it's <clears throat> oh my god, oh my yeah, god, and we right. know how that's being used. It's right. not being used in a reverential way. Right. And I don't. You know, I I try not I. I don't typically say that uh you know and 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 somebody might think omG is oh I really mean oh my gosh or whatever but you or, know, oh it's, my it's, goodness it's, or, yeah, yeah it's it's I, I don't want to be too nitpicky about it but on the other hand yeah you're right it's mm-hmm. it's how are you using it and it's just if you're using it flippantly like that right it's uh right anyway the story that you were mentioning that I was talking about during the break just real quickly yeah. and people can look it up online it's yeah, there's a story about a first grader, and I don't know where the school is, but supposedly he dropped a bunch of Legos in class and was up. I took it as he was upset,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: came out using Jesus' name in a, in a vain way, taking the Lord's name right. in vain. Right? right. And so the teacher wrote up a notice to set- and talk to the parents, but did a write up as if he had used bad language. That's that's the way I mm-hmm. took the story. Mm-hmm. Right. But of course, and this is just a great example of the way social media can twist things and when you see things on social media or in texts or whatever it is, you don't know the intent sometimes of the communication. You can't see a person's face, you can't hear their voice. You anyway, a bunch of people on social media are reacting to this story like the kid is being suppressed from talking about mm-hmm. Jesus. in in class and Mm. saying, this is why we need, you know, Christian schools. And this is why, and I didn't take it at all. I took it as the teacher was doing the right thing. You know, if, if, if somebody used a a first grader used what we would commonly think of as any common swear word in, in class, you would expect the teacher to notify the parents or, you know, all little kids, kids imitate what Mm -hmm. they hear and, you know, I bet you every one of your kids, like mine, at some point came out with some word, right, in the most inopportune times. And, of course, those stories are actually funny at times. I'll save another story for another time of my two-year-old oldest talking to his grandmother and uh, getting into that. But but um, anyway, but I took the story as the teacher was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And so there's all kinds of reactions, people misunderstanding the story and, some people thinking, "Oh, it's not a big deal." Of course, to take Jesus' name in vain, it's, I'm always amazed, I, and I'm glad for this. When I hear it in a movie or on a, even on a TV show or on a podcast, like there might be some sports podcast that you like listening to, and all of a sudden somebody comes out with Jesus' name, it it does shock me. Still, yeah. It, yeah. it's a shock to me. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like a punch in the gut. <clears throat> You know, I and, think it uh, should be. It's right. exactly. That's what I mean. I'm glad that it is, yeah. and I attribute God's grace to that, not yeah. my. Uh, <laughs> well, I think that's my a, goodness.
2: <clears> by <throat> any, stretch. I think that's um, indicative of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. Right,
3: right. That's what I mean. That
2: the, the, right. the our spirit, uh, the spirit that God has uh, deposited in us and sealed us with. I think when when we hear things that go against right. God's decrees, uh,
3: we're, there, there's going to be an uncomfortableness there. Yeah, that's right. Certainly, that should right. be. <laughs> that's right. All right, we got five minutes left in this segment, so we're going to explain, you know, what we're doing today here <clears throat> in Mark chapter one. As as those of you who have been listening know, we've been in Mark chapter one in the SWAT studies, uh, really for the for the whole first semester. And as Doug has explained, you know, and 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 I, and I agree wholeheartedly with Doug on this. We we're not on. A, time, a set timetable, although Doug has joked about it's only going to take us three weeks to get through <laughs> Chapter 2. But um, there's so much in Chapter 1 and so much really important stuff, especially um, the parts about Jesus proclaiming the gospel and what he had to say uh, the gospel is. And so uh, we've been reviewing. We are into Chapter 2 in the SWAT studies, and that will be um, uh, discussed and reviewed on, on the radio program next week. But this week as we've gotten back from uh vacation and time off, I know last week you and Doug talked about abiding in Jesus and that's kind of going to be our theme for this year and and this week has been a, a review of Mark chapter 1 and so you and I as we try to do on Fridays are going to look at the text uh in the in the through the lens of the questions that we that we use on Fridays. What what jumps out at us from mm-hmm. the text? And it's a fairly long chapter, but yeah. what jumps out at us from the text and What does the text teach us about God, and what does it teach us about ourselves, about men? Um, Maybe who do we identify with, but most importantly, how can we live differently, and how can we be changed uh, by having been in the Word and and being obedient to the Word? And um, we try to do that on Fridays, you know, hopefully modeling a little bit how you can, if you're discipling someone, you know, a a good, easy outline to use or questions to use for any text in Mm Scripture— uh, that you're reviewing to look at it through the lens of those questions. And also I think it's really helpful to look at it anytime you're in the scriptures by yourself, right. To look at it from, uh, from the lens of those questions. So we're gonna, we're gonna jump in that, but there's just so much here, uh, in this first chapter from, although Mark moves quickly, man, right? He He dives right into, Mm -hmm. to Jesus public ministry, but, uh, starting with, uh, um, Jesus right off the bat saying that, that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God referencing prophecy in Isaiah and Malachi about John the Baptist and John the Baptist coming, preparing the way for Jesus and being the, the fulfillment of that prophecy about a a one like Elijah, the baptism of Jesus, the temptation of Jesus, all just short accounts in Mm -hmm. the the gospel of Mark. Yeah. And then Jesus beginning his public ministry. And so we want to take a look at that and, uh, and uh, go through those questions, like we said. So, Brad, that's a mouthful. I know we're coming up on the break here, but no,
2: that that's good. And and like you said, I mean, it's a lot of. <clears throat> it's, this is a a good sized chapter, and certainly one that uh, we're not going to cover it exhaustively here over the next uh, thirty minutes. But I think there are some things within this text that, as as men who have been called <laughs> uh, by Jesus. Because that's what we see in this text Mm -hmm. is Jesus calling his first disciples and how they respond. And we can get into that. Uh, But just the conviction that God lays on us every day that we are called to something. And for something, yep. and uh, being reminded as to what that is, because it's easy in our in our day to be completely distracted. I, for one, can be very distracted by the things of this world. Me too. And uh, kind of like my wife, making my wife read while we're on the snowy road, so <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't get all
3: worked up. But, when, uh, when you said you can be distracted, I was going to say, what'd you say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take our break here at the bottom of the hour for the news. We're really glad that you're with us on SWAT radio, and we hope you'll come back after the break.
4: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. March for Life President Jeannie Mancini says the work to build a Culture of life is not over.
1: We will keep marching every January at the national level as well as in our states until our nation's laws reflect the basic truth that all human life is created equal and is worthy of protection.
4: Thousands of pro-life advocates expected on the National Mall for speeches at a march past the U.S. Capitol and the Supreme Court. Also at srnnews.com, North Korea says it has tested a nuclear-capable underwater attack drone in response to a combined naval exercise by South Korea, the U.S., and Japan this week.
0: The underwater drone, which the North says it first tested last year, is among a broad range of weapons systems, demonstrated in recent years as leader Kim Jong-un expands his arsenal of nuclear-capable weapons. The purported test comes days after Kim declared he would scrap his country long-standing goal of a peaceful reunification with South Korea and that his country would rewrite its constitution to define South Korea as its most hostile foreign adversary. South Korea's military says the North has exaggerated the capabilities of the underwater drone. Bonyang continues to blame its rivals for raising tensions in the region. I'm Charles Ladesma
4: Pakistan's political and military leaders have moved to de-escalate tensions with Iran after Deadly airstrikes by Tehran and Islamabad this week killed at least 11 people and imperiled fraught relations between those neighbors. Friday's decision was apparently reached at a meeting by Pakistan's National Security Committee. The Dow had 343 points, the Nasdaq up
0: 191. This is SRN News. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844 55 bible 844-55-BIBLE.
1: Traffic slower than normal as you head northbound on the 295 East Beltway from before the I-95 ramp to Phillips Highway. 10 eastbound, traffic's picking up from 295 into downtown. JTB's heavy from Belford Road to the beaches. Tonight, partly cloudy, breezy, and 33. The real feel, 25. Sunshine Saturday and 50. With traffic and weather, I'm Tom Murphy.
5: There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame, there is good news for the world who walked away, there is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed, for the good Lord has come to see. Welcome
3: back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Glad that you are with us as we end the week and end our kind of review of mark chapter one and um like we said before the break it's a long chapter there's 45 verses but just to give you a quick reminder again i started to do this before the break of of how the chapter breaks down um the beginning of mark is 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 about the prophecy about john the baptist coming and and then john appearing and uh preparing the way of jesus and and preaching that after him comes one who's mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. And then, and then we have the, a brief description of the baptism of Jesus, uh, the temptation of Jesus, Jesus beginning his public ministry, Jesus calling his first disciples, uh, Jesus teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum and healing and a man with an unclean spirit. And that's a really interesting passage about the things that happen there and the, 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 the unclean spirit crying out, you know, knowing who Jesus is and declaring who he is, Um, Jesus healing many more, uh, preaching in Galilee, and then in the chapter ending with Jesus cleansing a leper. So just as a reminder kind of about how the chapter is is laid out. And, Brad, you know, we start typically with the question of what stands out to (coughs) us. And, man, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot in that chapter. Um, But anything in particular that you want to start off with (laughs) that— Well, I knew I'm that. Que- I knew that question was coming, and, it, and it, it, I uh, and I'm just kind of
2: skimming over it. Obviously, I've even taught this not too long, just a few weeks ago. And you know, so oftentimes when we have the opportunity to teach, things just kind of you, you, I don't know. You're so much. Uh, the word does change you. It it causes you to dig deep. And as you said earlier, what a great way to actually read the text any text if you're not a teacher mm. uh, i think everybody's a teacher but i think that if you're not in in a routine of teaching that as you study the word of god don't let it just be something you just oh i of check that box and you move on now don't get me wrong there is a discipline i think you should have when it comes to opening the word of god i think you should do it daily but don't just read it right let it get in you let mm. ask these questions yeah. what what jumps out at you in that text yeah. cuz heck and in, in The number of verses that there are here, 45 verses in Mark chapter 1, there's a lot here. There's a lot of meat on that bone, if you know what I mean. And you know what, for me, and I'm not just saying this because I taught on this particular text, but I, uh, um, I was looking at this verse 21, 22, it says, and they went into Capernaum. And immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. Now, this was standard uh, operating procedure for them. Paul did that. Jesus did that. Peter did that. It says in verse 22, and they were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. Mm. It says in verse 23, and immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out. The text goes on where Jesus casts this demon out of this man. Right. But it really begins with the proclamation of the gospel, mm-hmm. which, of course, Mark chapter 1 begins with the proclamation of the gospel. That's right. The explanation, not just the declaration, but the explanation of the gospel. And as we've obviously beat this drum for a long time, how important it is that we know what the gospel is. Mm-hmm. And Jesus begins this, this uh this gospel of Mark in that way, and uh, but I just I find it interesting as one who teaches that when Jesus taught, he taught as one who had authority. But as believers, we know he is the authority. Right, he is the Word that became flesh. Yeah, uh, yeah. and so just that just let it marinate for a little bit to think about that he taught them as one who had authority.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I had that down as I had a few things that jumped out at me, but that I had that down as well, that the word astonished there, that the people Mm -hmm. are astonished at his teaching thinking that he is just quote unquote another rabbi, if you will, or expecting him to be just like the other rabbis. And, And Doug talked about that, that, you know, other rabbis quoted, if you will, other rabbis. They, right. they quoted each mm-hmm. other, or ones that mm-hmm. had come before them, or ones that were well-known, or—but Jesus got his authority, like you said, well, as he says so many times in Scripture, that everything he's teaching, he got from his father. Right, right. And he's equal with his father, so we know, as you said, he is the authority. Um I, you know, I've I, as a quick aside, and this is not in the Bible, I don't believe, but I, I still think it's so powerful. We've talked about this the the scene in the in the series, the Chosen, mm. where Jesus is in the synagogue at Nazareth, where he's reading from Isaiah and saying this scripture, the prophecy about the Messiah, and uh, you know, God, the Spirit of God is upon me. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, and saying today in this in your hearing, this has been fulfilled. And mm-hmm the scripture talks about. They are ready to throw him off a cliff because they think he's blaspheming. Mm-hmm. And at one point in the scene in The Chosen, the, the local rabbi says, we have no choice but to enforce the law of Moses. And Jesus looks at him and says, the character in, in the show says, I am the law of Moses. And I thought, man, is that powerful. Now that's not in yeah. scripture. It's right. not recorded in scripture right. that he says that, but it's scriptural in the sense, right, that, he, he did give the law. Mm-hmm. The law came yeah. from God. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is God. So d- is Jesus the law of Moses? Yeah. I mean, so I am I guess I'm reflecting your point about he is authority. Yeah. He's not just the authority. He is authority. Yeah, that's right. He is truth. Yeah, and right. so this astonishment in the sense that when all of a sudden you're hearing God teaching you as opposed to, the normal course of rabbis <laughs> that you would have been used to, astonished, is probably too light a word. Exactly. No, exactly. You know, to your point. And um, what must that have been like? And and, and to, to for them to recognize that he taught as one who had authority. Yeah. So the words themselves, and it must have been the whole package, yeah. not only the words, but the way that he presented them. And 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 just you know, I, I I know we'll get to experience something like that when we're with him, right? Or we'll get to experience the full force of it. But but and we can experience it even now because it, the spirit does that that's, for us. You know,
2: that's what I was yeah. going to say. And and not to say we always do that. Right. Right. Uh, there are certainly times where I study. I was sharing with yeah. you off the air that I had to teach this morning. I had to get up very early to kind of get myself prepared. And uh, and to be honest, um, I don't know if I said this this morning when I taught, but sometimes if you're moving through qu- too quickly through something, it doesn't really mm-hmm. have its effect on you. Yeah. Yes, there are facts and there, there, are certain, there are certain things that are happening in the text, and I want to make sure I communicate that. But more than that, I want the Word of God to have its way in me. And if I'm just going through it really quick, I probably shared this with, uh, I know I shared this with Doug and uh, forgive the analogy, but uh, on Tuesday mornings when I teach over on the west side, Doug teaches this study also, uh, Lockwood Holmes who puts this this, uh, this Bible study on breakfast is there it's a spread David mm. it's it's scrambled eggs and bacon and sausage and mm. biscuits and sweet rolls and grits and cheese grits and it's coffee and juice it's it's amazing right, right and uh and all every time I'm teaching this week and you know every time I get there the guys who are kind of preparing the food go hey can we make you a plate mm. thinking I'm going to eat before I get up to teach and I always tell them look if I if I eat before I teach that's going to be a problem yeah because i'm going to have to shovel that down right. so fast right. I, that I, i'll be belching the I whole way you. through my message I and hear you. i was telling Doug i think the word of god is somewhat that way that as we eat the word if we eat it too fast it's not going to stay down mm-hmm. that's a
3: great that is a good analogy <laughs> and, yeah. and i
2: think it's important to remember i think of uh, of romans 116 where it says i'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power that it's it's that dumas it's mm-hmm. the the dynamite yeah. idea—it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Yep. Well, this is the gospel that's become flesh, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. No wonder they were astonished. Yeah. No wonder right. they were amazed. That's right. You know,
3: he—he uh, he didn't only teach with authority; he was the authority. That's he right. was the power. That's right. And I mentioned this last Friday, I think, when I was here with Craig. I and I don't want to belittle or get down on. You know, people who only have a few minutes, maybe in the morning, to do a devotional. For sure, for but, sure. But on the other hand, it's so common in our culture to hear, "Oh, just take five minutes. Mm-hmm. Just take five minutes with God." Now, if you're just getting started out or whatever it is, I, again, I want to be careful there. But to your point, there there's so much more richness to spending time with God. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm look at look at. I can be inconsistent, um, but. There's a big difference between even taking 45 minutes to an hour with the Lord in the morning versus a quick five minutes. And how can you digest anything, really, in in five minutes? So my encouragement would just be, I I hope I'm not coming across as judgmental, but the encouragement would be take the time not only to read, but to be still and let the Spirit minister the Word into us. And And He will. And He will when we ask Him. That's right. We're going to continue with this discussion when we come back in our last segment. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question, and we'll be right back on SWAT Radio.
1: If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701. Door Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Arlington at 91.7.
0: If you've been walking the same old road
5: for miles and miles. If you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies. If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside. There's a better life, there's a
0: better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel low,
3: Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Happy that you're with us here as we close out the week on SWAT Radio and close out the program today with our last segment. And we've been talking about Mark Chapter 1 and what stands out to us from this chapter. And we've been talking about uh, the passage in, in, uh, in verses 21 and forward where Jesus is teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum and the, the astonishment that the people had at the way Jesus taught and the authority with which he taught. And Brad, the other thing I think we'd be remiss if we don't mention, and we've mentioned it a lot between the summer and, and in this first chapter of Mark is the, is the part of this chapter where uh, Jesus begins his public ministry and mm-hmm. it says that he went into Galilee proclaiming the gospel— and then it says what he said as he proclaimed the gospel. And as Doug has pointed out, there aren't too many places in Scripture where it says Jesus was proclaiming the gospel, and then it tells you what he proclaimed, what he said. And so we've uh, we've spent a lot of time on that, yes, uh, and, and and rightly so because that is such a linchpin um, to understand the gospel. And as Doug has taught, and as we went over the book this summer, the discipleship gospel, um, the gospel is much bigger than just Jesus died for me so my sins can be forgiven and I can go to heaven. That mm-hmm. is a huge part of it. Yep. <clears throat> Don't get yep. us wrong. We're not saying that's, but that is incomplete. And that passage right here says, in starting in verse 14, now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And then it goes on in the chapter to talk about Jesus calling his first disciples and telling them to follow him. And so we spent a lot of time on the fact that what, what Jesus says here is that the kingdom of God is at hand when he proclaims the gospel. The kingdom is ha- at hand, and inherently he is the king of the kingdom, and we're going to see that later where that he's more explicit about that. Repent of sin, believe in the gospel, believe in him, and follow him. and 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 again, that word... We spent a lot of time on that as we talked about this, that this was a pronouncement, a secular pronouncement, that the people of that time would have understood to mean either the birth of a new king, the ascension or coronation of a new king, or a great military victory had been won by a king. And so um, that whole passage really jumps out in in all of Doug's teaching and and Ben Sobel and and Mm -hmm. Bill Hull's teaching from the book on that passage that the gospel is about the kingdom of God yeah. and that Jesus has done what he did for us so that we can be right with the king and be brought in as subjects to that kingdom to be useful in the kingdom, mm-hmm. and to be part of the king's family. Mm-hmm. And boy, that's bigger than just my sins are forgiven so I can go to heaven. Amen to that. Amen to that. I think there's a there's something
2: there that grabs me, and you you mentioned it, uh, in verse 16 passing alongside the Sea of Galilee he saw Simon and Andrew the brother of Simon casting a net into the sea for they were Fisher fishermen verse 17 and Jesus said to them follow me and this in fact if you were to go back seven years this month seven years ago this month when Doug and I first started this broadcast this is the phrase mm. we did I think on the very first broadcast wow, wow. where Jesus says follow me, and I will
3: make you, mm. I will make you fishers of men. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting that you say that. I'm sorry to interrupt you no. because when you and I learned that verse as a kid, we as kids, we probably learned it as follow me and I, and you will become fishers right. of men. Right. I like this yeah. translation a lot better. I will make you yeah. fishers of men. Because he has to do it.
2: Yeah. But how's that going to happen? Hmm. It's going to happen as you follow him. Right. right. Um, you know, I... <laughs> I think my wife would tell you I'm a better husband today than I was 35 years ago. Mm. And there's there, there's there's several reasons, not the least of which is the Holy Spirit. I, I have yielded to the Spirit mm-hmm. more. Right. But the reality is I know her better. Sure. I know how to love her better. Yep. Yep. And the reality is you're not going to be a fisher of men unless you follow the one who is fishing for men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and if you think about uh, how'd you learn to throw a curveball, how'd you learn to hit a, hit a low punch shot and through the woods, you know, somebody taught you these things. Yes. And if we're going to be fishers of men, he's going to have to make that in us. He's going to have to build that out in us. That's right. That's a great point. And And that's only going to happen as we yield to the power of his spirit
3: and we commit ourselves to the word of God. Yep. In like, obedience, and like Paul writes in Romans, God's goal is to conform us to the image of the likeness of His Son. That's right. To make us like Jesus. Jack Turpin, who we've mentioned many times, Jack, uh, the late Jack Turpin, who's now with with Jesus, um, was on Doug's board and was a good friend of mine, and I spent a lot of time under his teaching. And Jack used to say, you know, when we're when we're hearing the Word of God, when we're spending time with Him, when we're spending time with Jesus we should come away or we will come away a little Mm -hmm. more like jesus and to your point what was jesus doing he was fishing for men so we should become like that you know the
2: the 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 idea of called when he says he called them he called them he's called me he's called you are we fishing for men Mm um are we following him more importantly because I believe if we are following him, right. we will be fishing yeah.
3: for men. And I think that comes under that that statement Jesus made, seek first the kingdom of God and, mm-hmm. and its righteousness and his righteousness. Yeah. You know, what? And what does seek first the kingdom mean? Well, who's the king of the kingdom like we're finding yeah. out here? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And so how do we seek first the kingdom? We seek Jesus right. and we follow Jesus. Yeah. And then he adds these things to us. Well,
2: this is the whole Shema that we talk yeah. about Absolutely. often in, in SWAT, it's the vertical which leads to the horizontal. Yeah, yep. Uh, love God, love man. That's right. But you can't love man unless you love God. Yep. Now, we may think we can. Right. Oh, well, I'll do good things, you know. But the reality is the, the love that he's talking about is not the love we know of.
3: Yeah. It, it is a sacrificial love. Well, and that's what you're talking about when you say you've learned how to love Vicki better. Yeah because you've learned how to love Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. Jesus the Bible talks about that. That's amazing how the Bible talks about all these things. <laughs> right. Jesus said, you know, that that marriage is a picture of Jesus and the church, mm-hmm. right? Jesus lays down his life for the church. And yeah. in the same way, we're to put our needs and maybe literally lay down our life at some point, but day to day it's laid down, our put, put our needs secondary. Mm. Right. Amen. You so, know,
2: I want to ask you a question. This, maybe we can close with this idea because I think, um where it says in verse 17 Jesus said to them follow me and I'll make you fishers of men verse 18 love this and immediately they left their nets and followed him in like fact it says they go on a little bit farther. he saw James the son of Zebedee and John his brother who were in their boats mending the nets and immediately he called them and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him so two two instances here in just a couple of verses mm. where these guys are tending to their net. They're tending to their profession. They're called. They drop what they're doing and immediately mm. follow him. Now, I've had some people say, "Is that saying?" Is do you sense that if you're called by Jesus, you're supposed to be in full time ministry? People have said, "Are you in full time ministry?" I go, "Yeah, I am," but I also have a job. Right. So I'm also a fisherman. I'm also fishing for
3: fish, right. and I'm fishing for men. Right.
2: But what are your what are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah. Well, first of all, I like the way Doug explained this too, because I've always been puzzled by that. Was it like I always pictured it as Jesus walked up to these guys, said, "Follow me," they looked at him, and just like immediately left and followed him. And and it does say they immediately followed. Right. But they knew of him. Yeah. Sure. And they had had experience with him prior to this, and they were some of them were followers of John the Baptist. And John was saying things like, "I must decrease, and he must increase." Mm-hmm. And I'm sure John talked to many of his disciples, if not all of them, about following Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And they had had encounters with Jesus, so this was not them seeing Jesus for the first time necessarily right. or knowing right. about Jesus. So they had they had been um, they had been prepared, maybe is a is a way to say this, or they had had other encounters with him, and I'm sure had been. Thinking about it and had been being prepared by God for this, but it had not been called necessarily correct, yeah. correct, directly like that. So, I, I, I and, and you know, the Bible maybe it does, and I'm not thinking of it off the top of my head. But to your point, yes, they began following Jesus, and obviously, they did follow him. Seems like following him was a full time job in many ways. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I suspect, and again, this may be in scripture, and I'm just not thinking of it, that they did continue to fish at times, right? We certainly know that after Jesus' death and when he appeared to them on the beach, they were out fishing. Yes. Right? Yep. So to your point, yeah, God calls us to work yeah. to at, at take care of our families. Mm-hmm. and to, That's all biblical. Right. But, but our priority, no matter what we're doing, right, it says whatever your hand finds to do, yeah. do it all to the glory yeah. of God. And so, Do, you, do your work heartily. Yeah, so we're following him even when we're— yeah. when we're working it doesn't mean we're not following him we don't compartmentalize right. all of life you know when when we talk about worship right and think about what heaven's going to be like and you know we think about it'll be it'll be just total worship mm-hmm. well that doesn't mean we're going to be in a 20 in an eternal sing-along you know yeah um it means everything we do will be an act of worship yeah and work you know how we approach work where god is in our thoughts and all of that and is 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 worship?
2: Well, I don't know about you, and I <clears throat> I think oftentimes, at least in my industry, uh, I see my work as uh, as a field. Mm, absolutely, uh, I'm not saying it's always that way. Right. I, I sometimes have to get my my mind renewed yep. in the fact that God has given me this work to do, and uh, there there's a field. It's ripe for harvest, mm, right? And I've got to be sensitive. To how God directs me, how God calls me to certain people, yeah. to certain
3: areas, and I am thankful. And how and and there's the opportunity a lot of times to directly talk to people because you build relationships yes. through work. Yeah, and then there's also that indirect so you know way that you handle yourself mm-hmm. at work and people see that absolutely. You know, so um, yeah, that's that's an interesting passage, isn't it, to think about? But um, it doesn't mean, and this is again where I think. A series like The Chosen does a good job. Again, it's not it's not scripture. It's I want to be very clear. They've about taken that. liberties, for but sure. it helps us. It helps me at least personally to remember that these were real people with real lives and real problems, mm-hmm. and they didn't stop being real people. Right. They didn't stop having problems in their life. And matter of fact, in many ways, like we know, Bible says to expect trials. Mm-hmm. In many ways, their lives got harder. Right? Now yeah. they had a joy that they didn't have before, but it doesn't mean that you stop having all the things of life happen. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So.